sweet. And we're back, and I'm not talking about us, I'm talking about Newcastle United lads with their immediate return to the Barclays Premier League. And of course, no sooner did they seal their promotion with a 4-1 win over Preston on Monday night, they have to go get down and dirty and drawn into some sort of tax scandal. So on Wednesday morning, St James's Park, along with London Stadium and a number of other sites in France, they get raided by the HMRC with rumours of tax evasions. Managing Director Lee Charnley was arrested before being released later that day. Newcastle, West Ham, Premier League, EFL have all given comment on the matters but say, you know, they're not going to say too much because the investigation is still going. But there's strong rumours Marseille are also caught up as they are the common connection between both clubs. Uh, it's been a while since we had this kind of tax scandal going on in football, probably since Rangers really, but uh, oddly enough there's a link between Mike Ashley and Rangers. What do you think it is? Do you think that we... Newcastle United, as soon as we go up, might possibly already see a point deduction at the start of next season's Premier League. It'd be it'd be pretty Newcastle for that to happen, wouldn't it, Gav? I mean, that's quite unlucky for, for something like that to happen. Uh, there was talk of a points deduction. Yeah. Um, not sure how Are that would your hopes kind of... up, Mr. Just, uh, I don't think I should get my hopes up too much, unless they want to maybe, I don't know, relegate them down two divisions and bump us up to seven so we get the playoff bill. But if that doesn't happen, I suppose... <clears throat> you wouldn't like to. You wouldn't. You, you would like to see uh, Newcastle. I think there's only like two, like two games left in the championship. Do you think they'll conclude this investigation and implement <clears throat> some sort of punishment? Somehow, for those two games. Somehow, I don't. I can't see it, Gav. No. Yeah, I got to touch on something you just said there, which was like it would be typical Newcastle for that to happen. But doesn't everyone say that about their own club? Pretty much, yeah. Well, as as a Leeds fan, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, well well used to my. What do you think? Of of if this luck. happened to United, would you be like, oh, that's so typical? <laughs> United. You know, you know, you get no bad luck. United have. They're probably if out of the clubs in England, they're best at doing business. But that doesn't mean they're not avoiding tax. <laughs> really? I mean, they're the luckiest club. Please tell me all about their great signings over I mean, the past five I'm, years. I'm not talking about that. I mean, talking about business, business, not football business. Okay, they're the fair. richest club in the world, or the joint second richest uh, after their most recent Forbes one. But I mean, I I expressed my dislike for Mike, Mike Ashley on the show before, and I'm going to reiterate that again. It would be. It wouldn't be typical Newcastle. It'd be typical Mike Ashley because the man's a he's a cowboy. But funny enough, um, according to the chief scout Graham Carr, who's actually Alan Carr's dad, the comedian, he told the Mirror in Newcastle that Mike Ashley only found out while watching Sky Sports on television. <laughs> In his own words, can anyone do a Geordie accent want to read this out? Because I definitely can't do one like that. Oh, I, I would not. Uh, I'd like to embarrass myself. Yeah. It's there. Um, it's, probably the one, it's probably one English accent I definitely can't do. It's but in, Okay, in his own words, in my accent, Mike wouldn't know what was going on in the office. He'd probably know the gross figures in that. All I can say is, probably the only thing he knows is how much the agents get paid. He would probably leave Lee Charnley to run the club, which he's done very well. <laughs> oh, comedian, just uh, like his one. son. That's a good <laughs> nice punchline there. So no trust for Mike Ashley, yeah, I can't say, especially with the rumours now of Benitez, he's already started playing hardball in the interviews after the pressing game where he said he doesn't really know where he's going to be next season, so that's he's already plugging for, we're apparently, apparently getting £70 million to spend on players, I suppose, I'm hoping that doesn't include the players they're going to ship out because there's a few questionable questionable guys coming into the last few games of the season particularly Jack Colback who just can't seem to put a tackle in <laughs> and is largely blamed for the one-all draw with Leeds United oh, yeah. so anyway welcome to Action Replay's Extra Time podcast uh, with me here in the studio is Ushi McQuirns and Endicall and we're going to take it off Newcastle United and move on to the Premier League so we saw the battle for the coveted 19th place last night Middlesbrough versus Sunderland lived up to its billing there was a goal after a few minutes and then it finished that way 1-0 to Burrow Sunderland's fans singing you're going down with Sunderland you can guess what the Burrow fans replied oh you're going down with Burrow 
Yeah, but the most notable thing, most notable thing about this game was Fabio Barini, who spent five years at Sunderland, had to uh, endure the chance. He's not even the first day he's done that, but the "you're not fit to wear the shirt" chance, and he replied by going down to the borough end after the match and giving a shirt to a young borough fan. Is this a little bit out of the question? Is this res- disrespectful, or yeah, do you think Barini's? It's a little bit disrespect. I mean, it's not. It's, like, they don't need that. They're gonna get relegated as it is. I mean, they yeah. don't really need something like this on top of their misery. I don't think. If you were a player and and you were just enduring this chant on the worst season you've ever had, and you're just listening to this go on and on, by the time it gets round to this point, this final game, and you're spent 90 minutes of abuse from your own fans would, would you like to stick the middle finger up to be honest I probably would I probably would do exactly what he did last night uh, because he's not the only one to blame Brini fair enough he's, he may not be fit to wear the, the shirt but neither are 90% of those Sunderland players mm. and Sunderland have rode their luck for the past three years in the Premier League arguably should have went down last year other than Sam Allardyce pulled off another one of his uh, escapes but I mean what, it, what he did doesn't help him. It's not going to help him in the long run. Being a fan of Sunderland, like they're not going to like him anymore, as much as they they dislike him now. But does he really care? He's probably going at mm-hmm. the end of the season. So I yeah. think you think he's he staying in the Premier League. I don't you think, think he's yeah, still no. up to his standard. Not really. He's not. He's a he's a Championship forward. He is. Do you think a team looking at him now and that kind of gesture he's made might have questions about signing him? No, I don't no. think so. No, I, I look at his quality over that. I mean, it's not like he's it's not it's not like he's a player that's so good that you'd be like, oh no, it's fine. Like I wouldn't even look at that. I'll just sign him out of cut. He should. I can see probably some April out of team, someone like Brighton. I could see someone like mm. Brighton taking him. I wouldn't really, I wouldn't recommend it. But what about if, Newcastle? See, no, I don't think Newcastle. No, no. <laughs> it'd be it'd be great if he went to like Spain or something and did an Iago Aspas mm. and just took off yeah, as a striker in Spain on and fire. just scored thirteen goals for. Say Osasana or someone like <laughs> <And> then <laughs> comes back, and yeah. then comes back and does nothing does again. Nothing again. <laughs> so we're going to move up to the top end, the real end of the Premier League table. Spurs last night away to Crystal Palace. Christian Eriksen pulled it out of the bag late to give them a lead. But realistically, do they have a chance of catching Chelsea? Because Antonio Conte seems to be pulling out all the stops when it comes to composure. Are they going to hold on? Uh, it was a big win because I didn't think they were going to score a goal there yeah. in that game. Palace have been in really good form and uh, Sells Park's a notorious hard place to go. Mm. Uh, so it was a good win, but I just think the game's over now. I mean, Chelsea have a, 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 an easier run in than Spurs have. Spurs still have to play Arsenal and I mean, Arsenal might not be in the best of form. But I could still see Arsenal pulling a, a result out here. So I think the games will just run out for Spurs. You, you can see Arsenal beating Spurs? Oh, absolutely, yeah. But Absolutely. Spurs, they don't look like that same bottling team. I, I would agree, but I just, like, I know? just, I still, I still think it's something about Arsenal. It's, it's something about when, when they come up against that. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just, I will always think that Arsenal will better them. I mean, they've got, yeah, they've got Arsenal. Then they're away to West Ham in the London Stadium, and I think it's all, we're all kind of going to agree that that's away to West Ham isn't Not the really fixture a it used to game, be. No. Uh, home to Manchester United. But that's, I mean, that's a tough. That's still a tough game. At like, home, yeah. Yeah. United's away form's not too bad. That is a tough game. Neither of you would reckon that in any way Chelsea might just fall off the boat? I don't think so, no. They just look too, they're too, too good. solid. Yeah, every time you think they're... I mean, look at the game against Southampton. Southampton <gasps> had a, a good bit of the ball. I mean, after when they equalised, they were probably the better side for maybe 10, 15 minutes. And then, right before half-time, Cahill comes up with the goal. and I mean, it was just such a, such a kind of... Uh, such a good time to score, like such a vital time to score. It's a champions mm-hmm. way of winning. Almost. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the season, champions don't yeah. rarely just run away with it. They always have a tough run. That's a different game. Always, but it's yeah. always the champions who find exactly. the results. Leicester City did last year. They were winning one nil from from mm-hmm. February onwards. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be tight. I I believe that it could end up being even one point at the end of the season. Tottenham have a yeah. much harder run of games. Yeah. They have more away games. Yeah. Chelsea have home games. Chelsea have two. Away games. Yeah. They've got Everton and they've got West Bromwich Albion, and like just going by, you know, form, they're not gonna they're not gonna lose their home games. It would take something no. drastic for uh, like yeah. them to do anything other than win their home games. So if you were a Spurs fan, realistically, you're looking at Everton this weekend, and I think it's Sunday. And do you think like do you even think the likes of Everton could pull off something against Chelsea at home? 
Well, Everton still have something to play for. They mm. still they're still fighting for that yeah. Europa League spot, yeah. so they will be going. I'll be going hard at that they're game. They're falling but, off that boat a bit as well. They're only well, they're only two points behind Arsenal to get yeah. some kind of uh, spot. But it's it's possible for them to still get it mathematically. Uh, Everton away from home doesn't frighten me though. That's the mm. only thing. Uh, Goodison, if it was in Goodison Park, then. I would say everything could pull off a result, but their away form isn't isn't wouldn't frighten me enough. And what about West Brom in their form? West Brom at home again. I would. I know. Wait, I, it's their, It's Chelsea. We're going just going to go through. You know, West Brom. So seventh and eighth yeah, place teams. West, West Brom are, are, are traveling to Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. If it was West Brom at home, once again, I would be saying Tune West in. Brom could hold out for a one 0 win over Chelsea. Oh no, it is West Brom at home. It is West Brom. Yeah, we're just oh, just well, going through the, the places Chelsea have to travel then, to. Oh well, that, that because is that's definitely, probably the only place I think any of us can agree that they might That's a difficult place. Yeah, yeah. They could drop points, and that's maybe where where it could end up being one point at the end of the season because West Brom held out for a one 0 one 0 win or even a one one draw would do would do Tottenham. Yeah, so realistically, you couldn't as a Spurs fan see them see them messing up two games really. So we're going to go to the big one tonight, which is the Manchester Derby. Mm. So City at home. Both teams just tug of war, and for pretty much looks like it's between the two of them for fourth place. For a United fan, does this kind of out of the six games left is this running more important than I suppose when you look at Europa League, how far they've come? The fact that they're kind of three wins away from getting into the Champions League true cup competition as opposed to being six wins in league. Well. I think this is the biggest Manchester derby since Man City beat United 4-1 at Old Trafford uh, a few years ago when that was the turning point when in City's season and they went on to win the league that year. Yeah. Uh, if United win this game, then that puts the, I think that puts them in the driver's seat to get top four football ahead of Liverpool, not mm. ahead of Man City because they have two games at hand in Liverpool and there's, they're only six points behind them at mm. the minute. So that puts them in the driver's seat. Uh, for Man City... It'll be a disaster if they lose. If they don't get tough for, for football, that's a disaster. What do you think Pep's future is? I think Man they're, go, they're going to give Pep Guardiola a few more seasons. Like I mean, arguably he wasn't going to win a trophy and in the first season anyway. Do you get the feeling with him that maybe like they're not going to sack him after one season? But the way he speaks in interviews, the way he talks about his frustrations with the English league, do you think he might just quit? I can't see it. I yeah. I I can't see a winning manager like that to just up and leave just because he didn't win a trophy in his first season. I mean, he's going to be given a budget of one hundred million plus yeah. anyway next <laughs> season. I mean, he's he's going to be there for a couple of years to be able to build the side that he wants to play the style that he wants. But I worry for Pep Guardiola because I don't think that his style and his style alone can win the no. Premier League. I think he needs to have a plan B and. Throughout his career, he hasn't had it, and he's mm. been found out he on numerous occasions. <laughs> he hasn't needed it. He hasn't. The majority. He hasn't needed it, but when he has been forced to play the, yeah. the second card, he didn't have it in his pack then. Mm. So it, it's a worrisome going forward uh, for Man City, but given the budget, like they're going to be able to put us together, say it's going to challenge for the league anyway. So, what do you think will happen tonight? Honestly, I think a draw suits both sides. Do you think United will? Play defensive, yeah, yeah. A draw will suit both sides because going into the game, Man City, if they lose, that's disastrous. But if they draw, they still have the edge on the ripple. If United lose, they're arguably out of the race mm. because they still have to play Arsenal. Um, but if they draw, they're still within touching. They're still that, that's five points there behind Liverpool. Then they still they're still within touching distance with one game to, in hand with them. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think a draw would suit both parties. What do you think, Ush? Uh, I agree with Endo. I think a draw would probably be the best, <coughs> uh, the most likely. Do you outcome. think both sides would take it? I think both sides will take it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you said, both clamour for that kind of that top four position. Um, I I can't see Guardiola taking too many chances on this game either. Really, I think he'd be happy with a draw. And Marino would be happy with a draw too. Um, what do you think about the Manchester banter tweets this week with Manchester United? Have you seen these? So Man, the Man City Twitter account was uh, tweeting out some quotes from Pep Guardiola ahead of this derby and he starts off with Pep they are good good rival good quality and long run in the Premier League without defeat Eber is an excellent player but they have Lingard and Rashford they are good players as well do you, do you hint, hint like any element of sarcasm to this sarcastic maybe I think, I think Pep's English is a little bit better than than, than that. that than that's yeah well Aguero was asked during the week what Manchester United player he would have in the 
in the, the city side, and he said nobody, <laughs> which I disagree with. I think they're they're lacking well, a few center defense, halves there, maybe. Um, yeah. and maybe maybe a midfielder, a keeper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, a goalkeeper <laughs> might come in handy. You know, do you know do you know those people in nets that save the ball and stop it from going in nets? What what are they? Called? Oh, not good with his feet though. Goalkeeper, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it. Uh, yeah, said he could do with one of them. Yeah, play with his feet though. Yeah. He can. He can indeed play with this people. <laughs> he has the Spanish blood in him. He can He can play football. Just tell us about what football's going to. Because United just tweeted back like a typo error in the spelling of Jesse Lingard, to which Man City just replied with a meme of Alan Partridge Alan saying, Partridge this meme. is banter. Great banter. It really is. Oh, what happened great, to the old football banter. rivalries when they just, like Roy Keane, just, you, so just break I'll somebody's leg and that was we'll rivalry. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh no. We're talking about the days now where... Uh, memes. Memes. Where uh, clubs... <laughs> Wear training tops out onto the pitch to warm up with players on the back of the shirts yeah, that are injured. Bad. The Ibrahimovic one last week. And Rodas. I could not believe it. It's like they're not dead. Yeah. They're still alive. They're injured. I there are other players out there that are injured. What are you doing? Like, where did this, like, how did this trend even catch on? Because the first time we seen it was when Neymar yes. yeah, went yeah, out with exactly. the Neymar shirts. And, and surely then, any other team that even thought about doing it. Should have seen how much of a laughing stock that Brazil team was made. How much they got hockeyed on the field for being way too, way, like way too distracted yeah, yeah, yeah. by this whole circus following their own player, and yet it seems to be happening time and time again. So and they, nobody they, has learned that. Like people are just going to take the piss out of yeah, you for doing this. It happened in Brazil, and then City did it yeah, when Gundogan got yeah. injured, yeah. and then Manchester United have done it now with Ibra and Rojo, and. I'm just. I just want to know when it's going to end. She didn't. How do the PR guys not look at it and be like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to take some stick for this. Let's not do but it. But we'll trend. Didn't United do it in like '04 when Alan Smith broke his leg? I'm nearly 100 percent sure. Wasn't Alan Smith gone for like a whole year? Yeah, when they won the league, I think they all put on like they oh, all put they on jerseys or something. I think they That's might have done that when they won the smudge, league. I think it was something but, like yeah. that. I 100 percent remember that. That's not as bad. You don't think so? At the end of the season when they're celebrating the league, yeah. I don't think that's as bad as wearing it. Was just, Smith there to celebrate or was I he still remember. in the hospital? I can't remember. I remember I'm that leg sure. break was Liverpool in the FA it Cup. It was awful. I think they John lost John Arisa smashed his leg with a football. Oh, he took a free, that, wasn't yeah. it? And yeah, it hit the wall. Hit the wall, wall. And then when it broke again, Reese went straight in on him. Oh, that was a horrific challenge. But say if Alan Smith was in his hospital bed and couldn't celebrate the trophy that he won. Yeah, it's probably... Maybe like having shirts there might... Being kind of sentimental to him of like they won that mm. trophy and at least even though I'm not there look at all these people with my name yeah. on their shirt like, I the can hang that in my living room I kind of recall of someone having not actually yeah. died and having yeah. their name on, on a shirt you know I just I mean? question the managers though I question how Jose Mourinho would that, that have happened? Happen. would that have happened under Alex Ferguson it would not have happened under Alex Ferguson will it happen under Martin O'Neill in the next Irish game for Seamus Coleman no, no I can't see it happening no. no I I can't believe it happened under Jose Mourinho, to be yeah, honest. It's pretty, yeah. For a man who seems to just crave control of everything, I can't imagine him letting that happen, and it, it just it surprised me a lot. I, it wouldn't have happened under Ferguson, and it's definitely not going to happen over, under Martin O'Neill. Okay, we'll move it on from the Manchester Derby. And there was this one thing, like, it's kind of been in the news for a while that I've kind of been looking at seeing. It's, it's, it's more commercialism stuff. But from next season, Premier League teams are allowed to have sponsors on their sleeves. Arsenal have already announced that they're not doing this. Man City have already signed a deal with some tyre company to do it. Mm-hmm. We're going to start looking like those league oh, guys yeah. eventually now where oh. every single team is uh, just going to be covered in names and we're not going to have shirts anymore. How do you feel about this? Do you think, like, have, are they not making enough money as it is? It's the start of it. It's the start of it. It's, it's just, What's it's, next? It's, it's going to be on the back of the shirt. It's going to be beneath the numbers. It's going to be... If I can retake this, forehead well, I mean, look tattoos. At the, look at the Brazilian... Uh, Chapacoense jerseys. I mean, the, jer- the jerseys in Brazil have like six or seven sponsors. I mean, it's and they it's look inc- they look ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, wh- why why what is the need of it? Like, there's just yeah. no need. They're making enough money. I mean, like if you're in the Premier teams. League, you do not need how much extra money are you actually going to make by having a, yeah. a little name on the sh- on the sleeve? Yeah. Well, they reckon the soccer it's not going to kick in too much for next season because a lot of teams have contracts that make cer- certain certain uh, companies to sell yeah. sponsors but they say once those contracts end it's really really going to start picking up so well, we're not you, we're not in the to this at all you, you no. best believe Manchester United will have a sponsor oh you, yeah you best believe they will uh, have a sponsor on their sleeve they will have some Chinese company that sells yeah. tyres or beer or something <laughs> no I wouldn't, be, too, I wouldn't be a big fan of this really. it's very kind of 
Formula One. You know Formula One really all of them. Yeah. Insane amount of sponsors. Yeah, Pro like, 12. Yeah. Very Formula on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> According to Bryn <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the less it is, the better. So the other big kit news that we've had as well since we were last recording, which is also old news, but it's uh, we haven't been on the air since, is the Republic of Ireland have finished up with Umbro after, Jesus, what has it been? 25 years, 26 years? We're moving on to New Balance now. It's a like this? Is this tradition? Like tradition? New Balance are pretty nice. It, they're nice, but the nostalgia of Umbro jerseys yeah. is just gonna. I mean, we're looking back through the jerseys. We're like, yeah, you know, that jersey's not really that nice. But back in the day, they were lovely. Do you think I mean, New Balance can do a decent job? Like there was some. I don't think Umbro ever really made a bad kit for. No. They, they didn't do. But I think it's the nostalgia of the jerseys. It's gonna be weird not having Umbro on the. Just just yeah, here. Might, yeah. Probably just looks too. I'd say they'll make it kind of too sleek. Like, yeah, you know I mean, I, 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 I like our, I like Ireland kids, but they're never kind of like, they're never real kind of like real sleek, sleek and real kind of like player <laughs> fit. You know what I mean? Like tight. You know what I mean? Like that kind of the Puma Arsenal kids. You know yeah. them was like you don't want the kind you want of a nice like, kappa kit. Yeah, or something, yeah, something like skin tight, something that's just like there's three, the boys you now playing there in their kits. Like you know what I mean? Their normal jerseys. Yeah, there's there, the yeah. boys with the collar and the kit and yeah. like you know what I mean? Like nice old number three with all this this kind of. Celtic writing and all that kind of nonsense. You need all that, like, no, no, like slick, all black spec kind of. You know that real. Whoa, look at them boys playing out there. They look, they look the real deal. Nah, what if they need... just really Americanize us though, because it's New Balance. And I hope they don't. Like, I don't know. Well, they did. What like, we they did like, a decent what if we job become the, the Irish Green Sox? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did a decent job of Celtic. They did a decent job of the Celtic jerseys. The new Celtic jerseys. Rovers out, they have as well, isn't it? Yeah, the Rovers yep. kit is nice actually. Yeah. Horrible sponsor though. Was it? Is it? I can't remember the name of it. But it's got those big. Red peppers on it, like really, yeah. I thought it was like Sayat or something. It's not nice, no, it would be nice if it was Sayat. Right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about Copa America in a while and some ridiculous changes that they're proposing. But just before we move on from you know the world affairs, we're gonna just have one more domestic story, and that's Joey Barton and his gambling ban 18 months, yeah, for betting on matches. Is there a bigger picture here? Yes, I mean, I saw a lot of people saying that, like, there's a see, I can't remember the exact number of clubs sponsored by uh. By betting, by companies, betting companies yeah. but it, there's a serious amount um, so that's not really putting across a, a great picture really for players also I think I mean yes he deserved to be banned what he did was wrong 18 months I mean that's a pretty lo- like it I think spans over well, it, we're talking about years, hundreds of I think his reputation got him at least his reputation got him at least 6 more months I think he, I don't know if it did it's over, thir- it's so. over 13 years yeah. One thousand two hundred and sixty bets on that, matches between the twenty sixth of March two thousand and six and the thirteenth of May twenty sixteen. That we averaged it out, it was at least three bets a, a day. At the average bet was one hundred and fifty pound. That's a lot. He spent around seven hundred and twelve thousand mm. on bets in the past eleven years. Yeah, that's a lot and of gambling. Thirty thousand pound fine. Yeah, and I think that's that. He he's obviously got an issue. He got banned by the Scottish FA when he was in when he was in Scotland. Now he's got done by mm-hmm. the FA. But the statement he said so he had a. He obviously has an issue. Hand. First of all, but second of all, is there not a contradiction on the FA's behalf? The fact that every single game on Sky Sports, there's a thirty second betting yeah, advert yeah, yeah. on before the kickoff. Yeah. On the sideline, there's Daffa Bet, there's Betfair, there's Bet Three Six Five, all over the place. You're on the Stoke shirts. They're on the Stoke shirts. Daffabets. Sure, Daffabets. Bet three six five stadium. Yeah. Mm. Like. Sto- uh, Celtic are sponsored by Daffabet. <clears throat> There's another club in Britain called. Uh, it's an English club. I can't remember who it is. Or uh, Sunderland are sponsored by Daffabet. Yeah. Blackburn. Uh, Blackburn as well. I mean, it's a bit like the alcohol sponsorship of the the early late nineties, the early nineties. Mm. It will be stamped out eventually, but the FA just once again need to get their act together. Yeah. So what do you think? Like, do you think like there's clearly a lot of other players doing this? There's a few others that have come out and kind of said, you know, they've actually had people kind of hanging around their training grounds mm. and pressuring them to put on bets. If it's so normalised, why do you think it's such a taboo then for Joey Barton to do this when he's openly admitted he has admitted betting against his own team, but only in games in which he was not involved in? Mm. Where, like, is this ethically wrong, or is he just kind of, you know? Has he just kind of got personal problems with gambling? I think they should have taken that into being, account. He's being as well. punished for what kind of looks a bit like an addiction. Yeah, that's what I think they should. They should have taken that into account as well. Like that, he's probably addicted. You know what I mean? Like if it was like an alcohol addiction or a drug addiction, I think he wouldn't have got kind of a 
Yeah. But it wouldn't be the same. It'd be kind of, like, it's kind of the same, but not really in a sense. I mean, it's a it's pretty unique kind of. Yeah. It's, it's an unprecedented band mm. that we've it, never really seen this. If before. he was still playing, would he have been able to seek the help that he needs? Though that's. He used to, what's, mm. What do you mean? I mean, he obviously needs help with a gambling. Oh yeah, yeah. So if he was still playing football, still involved in football, and his whole life is revolving around it, would he actually have time to go out and sort himself out and get get go to rehab or get help? I don't think he would. Maybe yeah. not. And what do you think about like in contrast to this? Because I remember I was I was talking to Stephen McGuinness from the PFAI a while ago, and he told me in the League of Ireland, players are allowed to bet on the games as long as it's not their own games. Do you think that's a better system? Do you think they should be allowed to do that? But then, if you have your mates, you know, it, it can get real. The, the, the wars can get very muddy there. I think because, like, if one of your mates is playing, like, if you play for Rovers, one of your mates plays for what Shell, someone like that, mm. you could just feel, you know what I mean? Like, it, I know so it you probably think this wouldn't. might be a case of just kind of like I know it's, it's boyos on the inside yeah, giving like tips it, to each other. It's a little bit degrading of the league and t- t- yeah. to suggest such a thing. But like, I mean, you kind of have to. Do have to think about that. I mm. think it's something that you do. You would have to take into consideration. It's a bit of a long shot, but like it's not quite an even spin on the roulette table. You're saying no, it's not really. But like, yeah, you you could look at it as an, it's unfair to to say that mm. League of Ireland clubs. But it's it's a, I mean, it's a possibility. You know what I mean? It is a possibility. And when like you could win a lot, you could win a lot of money. You know what I mean? And like. It's there. Yeah, it's too. I think League of Ireland's too localized. For yeah, us. you know what I mean. Like, mm. All those players know each other. Mm. First name basis. They all know what they're like. And it's a different story in the Premier League. Joey Barton was basing it on. Oh yeah, I know this player. I know how good he is. Whereas the League of Ireland lads actually genuinely know each other. Yeah, they've they they could just text <laughs> the lads yeah. and say, Oh yeah, any chance you could put a bad back uh, pass back to the keeper and yeah. could have been on the go. piss with the guy the night before yeah. and it's not like the boys, professional you know? it's not like the boys are making like hundreds of thousands a week either you know what I mean if they win a couple of grand on a bet like yeah it's, a, it's a lot of money it's more susceptible to us I think yeah I, I think don't think it's degrading would. to actually think this way I think it's that's exactly what maybe, what yeah, could happen maybe, I mean yeah. it's a realistic way of looking at it Okay, so we're going to move on to the next section of our show. We're going to be joined in studio now. Bree McGinn's going to take over the hosting duty, and he's probably going to talk to us about the... Okay, Bree McGinn's shaking his head at me. He is. Bree McGinn is going to join us in studio. Bree, please nod or shake your head if you are going to come into the studio now to talk about the next story. The most ridiculous one we've heard so far. But uh, we're going to go through it nevertheless. Ele cortou pro meio, lá veio o Cleverson, Rivaldo saiu, pro Ronaldinho, pé direito, bateu! So moving on to the other the other massive news this week, the most massive ridiculous news that we possibly ever had on the show. Yesterday in Santiago, in Chile, Combell naturally approved this potentially ridiculous idea, which has now become a reality, in 2019, when the old South American Cup of Nations will be taking place, you know, with Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, Chile, Peru, Bolivia, Colombia, Ecuador, and Venezuela, there's going to be six new guests. The most outrageous thing since Australia has joined the Eurovision. We are going to see, potentially, it hasn't been announced exactly which teams, but they're going to invite six nations from Europe to come and play and compete for the South American trophy. I, I, the 16 teams is confirmed. It will be bumped, jacked up from 12 it, to 16. It's that is confirmed that they will be inviting six teams. That they will be inviting. 100% this has gone through. This has passed. 2019, we'll see six new teams that are not from, from any of the Americas. Although one of them, like Mexico, has competed in every single one since like 1993. Hmm. Although they're not technically a South American team and they're not part of that federation, they've always been invited to play in it. Um, so we're looking at you know Italy, Spain, basically all the guys that they fought for years to get rid of are now just being invited back. Is this Italy, Spain, Portugal, France? Is this just a guest thing or is this going to be I a think this new is tournament a... going forward? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll become a new tournament and we'll call it the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a revolt against the changing systems. Uh, a revolt the against the World the... Cup. Um, so they, they revolted to get rid of the Spanish and the Portuguese and they're revolting to bring it all back and stand against FIFA. Maybe, maybe this, yeah, I don't know. If, I if think it's uh, ridiculous to call it the Copa America, though they have to come up with something else. And they, do they not already have the Confederations Cup? I think after last year when they joined it up with the North Americas, mm. that, why, that why isn't that just always a thing? Because what a tragic tournament the North American 
Cup is. But, but, like I just look in here, um, inviting teams isn't a new, uh, pr- a pretty new thing. It's not that much of a new thing for this cup. Um, it's in the nineties. Uh, they like so, all right now geographically close. You could say Central America. They've been inviting Central American, and uh, obviously the United States have been <clears> invited. <throat> ninety three, ninety five, two thousand seven, mm. and twenty sixteen. So it's not like. It's completely outrageous, but maybe going across the Atlantic feel, Ocean is a little bit. It's a North America, the USA, and Mexico would benefit more. Oh yeah, by yeah. Being, just being a North and South joint tournament. Yeah, all I the think time. that makes sense because it's still Copa America. Because they, yeah, and they won't. Still the Americas. They won't grow either in the North. Like that's going to help their growth so much. Oh yeah. Playing constantly against decent teams, as opposed to your Panamas and your Jamaicas mm-hmm. all the time. What does this mean for the European Cup then? Well, I suppose <laughs> this brings are, me back. Are, actually, are they going to invite Brazil and Argentina over to the, play the uh, European Cup? I just remember, like you know, when you're doing the the pools for your European Championships. I remember, like being in school, like in primary school, and we were doing this draw. Everybody puts a fiver in. We'll draw all the names out of a hat, and we did this for Euro 2004. And this kid, like in the class, Alan was his name, and he gets Greece, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Like, not don't Greece. Like they're never winning. We're like. <laughs> He's like, I'm not paying the fiver. I'm not paying the fiver. Like, fine, Alan. We'll give you Brazil. And goes, oh, fucking delighted with himself. You know, he's like, you mean I can actually have Brazil? Like, yeah, yeah, but you can have Brazil. He's like, sure, thinks he's definitely, definitely going to win this now. Little did he know, like, they're not definitely not playing in this tournament. <laughs> those kids, those little Alans now in these primary school classes doing, pill, doing uh, pools, not pills. Jeez, that'd be outrageous. Good, good schooling system. So. They, they might be happy with Brazil in the European yeah. Championships now. Oh, but does that not take it? the glass off the World Cup, or will now? Well, it mightn't actually take the glass off the World Cup, but one thing it will do it will diminish the value if it happens in the Euros, mm. and if it happens, if it if it yeah. is completely agreed and it is one hundred percent that these accept the invitation and that it does come to fruition, if this happens, the Copa America will diminish in value, and it'll just be and, and now player welfare is going to be the big question, mm. you know, because every every few years they actually, the players actually do get six weeks off, you know, because yeah. they don't have uh, <laughs> world class players because they don't have t- major tournaments to be playing during the summer. So there's a lot of I think it, there's more problems than answering that uh, there's more questions yeah. that are going to be than answers. There is it's really confusing though. It's it really throws everything up in the air. I mean, is it still going to be called the Copa America? Is the Confederations Cup going to go ahead? Are the European clubs or European countries going to invite Brazil, the South American clubs, to come play the European Championship? In which case, <laughs> what happens to the World Cup? Yeah, does is international of, football is international here. football just a farce? Will Jeff Hendrick win the Copa America? <laughs> <laughs> well, what 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 could even be a bigger trouble? Like this is financial reasons. Like, look at the money they're going to pull in if you have Cristiano Ronaldo coming to South America to play. And possibly the trolling reason, which is Portugal will, will 100% want to win this tournament just because of the laughable idea that Cristiano Ronaldo could have a Copa America mm. and Lionel Messi could not. But Cristiano Ronaldo will be playing in Brazil this year. Or in the Confederation. In, in the Confederation Cup. Yeah. So, I just don't understand the point of this. They have the Confederations Cup for this exact reason. Just for the what mics. is the point of <laughs> I'm currently rubbing like, my thumb <laughs> off my index finger <laughs> the money thing <laughs> I just, money I just oh it just confuses wouldn't me wouldn't it be nice to have the old colonial powers back in yeah. back in you know <laughs> jeez you know who I haven't seen since the 1400s that's <laughs> Portugal <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> oh, I don't know if they're going to be that welcome, though, are they? It's yeah. like inviting. That's like Spain. the Falklands inviting Britain over for a char- charity <laughs> match. Like, I mean, Spain playing. In I don't Rio think it's Janeiro. really. No, I think when when they played each other in the 2014 World Cup, they were kind of billing this as like you know the the really friendly, friendly yeah. kind of tournament. But um, yeah, the Falklands. I, let's, invite, <laughs> let's invite the English guys. So, hey, they voted. They had a vote. They want to be English. So. Um, Maybe they'll maybe they'll try and compete in the European Championships. <laughs> that probably make more sense to those guys. But this has to be. Is international football just taking an absolute overhaul as it is? I mean, we're going to go to twenty, like going up to what? 48, 48, 48 teams, teams in the World Cup. Forty-eight teams in the World Cup. What country has the infrastructure to support? Are we going to invite Mars to come play in that as well? <laughs> 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 oh, I was grand the way it was. I thought. Any personally, I thought. You mm. know, um, fair enough. Ireland missed a few major tournaments over the last, you know, tw- 20, 20 years. They weren't the success rate. It's hit and miss. Well, 
It's it's good for Ireland, but you know the the value. As I said, I'm going to reiterate that again. The value is starting to diminish with these 48 teams. You know, is, is it as much of an achievement if you come third in your group or whatever? If if that I not if that's the way it's going to go, mm. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I I don't know. I don't think so. It's <laughs> It was nice getting into a playoff from second place and uh, beating Estonia. Those were the days, you know, mm. but those days look to be long gone. <laughs> from an Irish perspective, there's also the fact that if they do go play this tournament in 2019, that means that they're going to be dropping whoever loses in those games. They're going to be dropping in the international rankings, which could potentially pull Ireland up and get them a better pool sitting for the 2022 World you Cup. You need to be so, playing as well, don't you, too? Mm. Oh, the FIFA World Rankings, they're just so... You're just kind of hoping that all these teams go there, lose a load of games, all the European teams lose, get yeah, their asses handed to them on the plate by Ireland Chile, can go play and then their Ireland friendlies will naturally rise up the FIFA rankings and get an easier draw for the European qualifiers. We can go play a, a friendly game with like United Arab Emirates or you know Azerbaijan, you know the you know the big countries. Mm. Azerbaijan, <laughs> one of the biggest countries of them all, who will probably well we we won't find out till they're competing in the uh, in the twenty twenty six World Cup with forty eight teams, I suppose, but. Uh, I don't know. So moving on from there, we've uh, we've been spoiled with the old firms these days. We have. Was that five now? Plenty. But um, <laughs> there's a big debate going on this week over um, will Rangers, which we we already know the answers to, but will they give Celtic the guard of honour as they stroll into Ibrox <laughs> as league champions, which is what every other Scottish team has done for them so far this season. Triggered. Have they done it in the past? Have they done it in the past? Celtic had the opportunity, are the only team to have the opportunity to do it for Rangers in whenever last time Rangers won the league, and no, they didn't. <laughs> they did not do it. Like. Oh, I don't think so. I like, genuinely don't see the point of it. I feel like Celtic might do it nowadays. They were, I, I believe. I think it would just be real kind of trolly. I believe them, Rangers probably. I, I think Rangers will do it, but honestly, I don't see the point. There's plenty of Rangers fans on Twitter saying they're going to cancel their season tickets if if they give them the guard of honour. See, that's silly. That's that's just bitterness and disappointment that Mm. they didn't come up and come back as Mm. everyone 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 outside of Scottish football believed they would for some reason. Yeah, Uh, but what (laughs) they only promote a team finishes third. Like, come on, what? what? Do you want an answer? I mean, because I have an answer. Red Bull Leipzig. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> second actually. Yes, second. There you go. There you go, Brian. Yeah. There's uh, answer. Ju- Juventus. Yeah. Juventus have done it. Yeah. Have they? <laughs> yeah. When they well, when they kind of had a few dodgy dealings with match fixing and <laughs> finances and kind of got thrown out. Oh, but yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Star oh, player. Nah, but they, like, like Rangers, like it'll take some time. Obviously, their manager wasn't obviously the right choice, and they're getting their finances back in order. Here we go. Here we go. You're Same thinking in ten years. Three. I just don't understand it. I mean. Celtic go unbeaten in the Scottish League and people, nobody gives them credit. Nobody says, it's Scottish League's a farce. Everyone's credit. giving them credit. Sco- Scottish League's a farce. Oh, Who's anybody, not giving anybody them could credit? do that. Yeah, but undefeated and then, and then, in, in and all, all competitions. Ireland Foster doesn't count. Let me finish. And then Rangers go and win the, the second division of this league, which is a, apparently a farce. And everyone's like, oh, geez, Rangers are doing really well these days. So they might come back. What? No, What's the difference? No, I don't think. I think everyone said they were going to give Celtic a good run, and they they, they didn't give them a good run, obviously. But they still no, can't. No. They're miles ahead of third. Aberdeen, like if you think Aberdeen in ten years' time are going to be, it's going to be Celtic and Aberdeen. I, I really don't see that that coming. I don't think the infrastructure's there to battle. I think no. Rangers once, and I I hear the right things coming from the chairman. We, like just because we see Celtic spending money, we're not going to get over. Uh, you know. Over us, we're not gonna go live beyond our means. Like they're gonna take their time. I hope they don't. Obviously, you know, from uh, the, the the Republican point of view, but uh, <laughs> and the, the the sectarian point of view, and uh, just because over the years the players that they had, Alan McGregor and and and, and specifically Kyle Lafferty, but um, I just think if they keep if they keep you know rooted and they keep mm. you know, slow progress with the Rangers. I don't think there's any rush to come to come and match Celtic. There's no immediate because what they've been through has been absolutely awful for any club. Imagine you're you're at Newcastle, absolutely. Could happen yet? It could happen yet. That's. <laughs> well, what's the I difference, know, money what's the difference now between Rangers and Aberdeen? Aberdeen have been finishing second for the past couple of years. What's the difference between Rangers and Aberdeen? Why couldn't Aberdeen match Celtic more than Rangers? Rangers have such a big more fan base. They have way be- much better infrastructure than than Aberdeen. But where's the money coming from? It will come. There's an, there will, will be investment come. Coming. There will. They just. Did they got new investment there last at the start of the season? <laughs> Ashley. 
But where's Sorry, it? <laughs> of all people that could bring in Mike Ashley is not going to bring in. Well, he just ha- he just gave them seven million a few years ago for no reason. Yeah, but so this is a lens which I'm not going to ask where, for. Back. Like, you know, where where, where is the like the Scottish football money is gone? There's no money in it. Like Rangers do not have. They will not have for at least ten years the ability financially to match Celtic, and that is assuming that Celtic do you think Celtic can, do you not think that's Celtic's ceiling though like they can they get any any better yeah really yeah. well I mean who if wants looking, to win the league by 20 cl- points look, every year you're looking at a club who are going to be in Champions League year in year out for the next five years regarding a and if Celtic if Celtic get into the Champions League for if Celtic get in for Champions League for five years the amount of money they are getting compared to Rangers who are finishing maybe second or third in the Scottish League, where where is the point where Rangers are going to catch up? Where is the point where Celtic have to say, let's not spend any more money and just leave it in the bank because we can keep winning the league by 20 points. Why would I spend £100 million on players when I can spend but they're two, not going But they're not going to spend £100 million. They're not going to have enough money to spend No matter how rich players. they are. Though, they're yeah, they're Celtic, just going to spend, spend how Celtic much spend, they need to keep Celtic winning the league. Celtic spent £50 million this year. And yeah. they won the league. They're currently ahead of Rangers by thirty-three points. Mm. So they're not spending money. But even I just couldn't see had... someone coming from like maybe the the, the, the six, six best team in Italy or something and saying like, "Geez, that looks like some crack winning the league by twenty points every." I can't see Celtic <laughs> going too much, growing too much from where they are. They need someone like they need someone like Rangers or even Aberdeen. I, I, they, they might be the team mm. that actually does answer the question. They need some competition in that league because I, I like. Like Scott Sinclair, do you think he's going to stay there another year or two? I'm. I think. He I will. think. Looking at the season he had before he signed for Celtic, <laughs> and now how he is just idolised like a god when he goes up north. I think he had a fun year. Do you not think he has something to prove back down south to the border? But would he not rather do, prove it in the Champions rather. League than prove it in the Championship? It's a lovely, it's a lovely life. Would you rather would you rather win the league and play Champions League football? It's a lovely life to live, isn't it? Or struggle in the midst of the championship? Would you rather be a god? Are you calling him a championship player? Well, tell me what Premier League team is getting into. He's going to get into Brighton one hundred percent. He would get into. He will get into. He would get into. He would get into Brighton. I don't think he would get into Newcastle. He'll get into Watford. Will take him. Uh, Swansea, if they stay up, will take him. Hull would take him. All these teams would he take him. Would you rather be a god in Glasgow though, or just a peasant in Watford? Uh, was he going to make more money in for, for these teams? Oh, he's one hundred percent going to make more money in the Premier League. Yeah. Everybody's going to make more money in the Premier League. How do you think West Ham sign like Juventus mm. forwards or or Watford get like Pierre Pereira in or Bojan plays for Stoke? Like, how does this happen? Like, does they're not doing yeah. it because Bojan goes? You know what? Barcelona is not that great. Stoke. I'm going to go Ajax Stoke. Ajax wasn't you know great. What? I want a real challenge. I'm going to go to Stoke. Yeah. But yeah, and they're top ten in the Premier League. <laughs> they're like tenth in the Premier League. But do you yeah, think? Do you think he was drawn to play like I want to play in the Premier League and be in a top ten team when he could have just been? Well, he was probably given. Champions he was probably good given. Winning they, air advice. Stoke had a lot of cash. Like Shakiri didn't just go to Stoke yeah. because for the crack. Well, he didn't. I don't think it's like oh, this is, might be a fun place to live. Like you know. Oh, Stoke? No, I, I wouldn't say that. Anyway, I. Jesus. As a lifestyle, that's how every every northern team struggles to get players. Like they can only throw money at them because yeah. nobody wants to live there. I'd love to live in Newcastle. You'd that's love to live fuck, in Stoke. That's a bloody castle. But that's yeah, that's exactly what's happened. Now everyone's moving mm. down south to London mm. and. That's also an issue, but we're, I think we're going a bit off topic. What my point <laughs> and what I was trying to get across is Rangers aren't this big club that people think they are anymore. They're just not. And people need to forget about it. And people th- saying that Rangers, Celtic need Rangers to come back stronger to have something. Why does it have to be Rangers? Why does it have to be their rivals? Why can't it be Aberdeen, who have been challenging for the title the past three years? Because no matter how big Aberdeen th- gets... It doesn't have to it's be Rangers, a, and Rangers will not break I mean, that gap. So you I think Aberdeen you, are going to be the well, second just, best team in, see, in Scotland for the next five years? Yeah. But you'd rather see just a team of standard competing with Celtic that isn't Rangers? Personally, I no. would rather Celtic left the league. Yeah. That is, is a, well, an ideal word. That's fair but like enough. It, in, yeah, okay, I, I agree. I think, that, I, word, think I think that is a hell of a lot more pull power when it comes to signing players I think, I think, I think Celtic league. are I think they're but not in a great position I don't think they are if, they, if I just think their ceiling is a lot is a lot more it's not as close it's more close than they think it is because that league is at the minute it was so it was so nice when they had ranges to compete with and now it's just but even if Aberdeen like scratch up the standard 
we, we, say we talk about like these last say of the season tug of wars mm. that they used to have at Rangers which is going to draw more attention from Sky Sports you know Celtic competing with Aberdeen on the final day of the season like say they play head to head last mm. day of the season winner takes the title Celtic versus Aberdeen or Celtic versus Rangers which is more juicy which is more, which are more people going to tune in for and generate more I don't think because of their, their rivals uh, I'm not, I, I just I just think the stature of the club mm. is much bigger than it's, than it's old firm derby like, but, yeah. but I mean my argument is they don't like it doesn't have to be Rangers if Celtic has have any challengers at all then mm. it's going to help them improve yeah. but what I think needs to happen Celtic need to leave the league because it's better for the league in the long run Rangers Aberdeen all these other clubs Dundee United mm. St Mirren Kilmarnock all these clubs can compete in a fair league where one team is not dominating for 10 years mm. and Celtic doesn't the, spot, Celtic the spotlight just can, goes then though like nobody cares about the Scottish League then though okay <laughs> but nobody cares about it now right, they lads. do because Celtic are going to nobody except for people who support Celtic right, we're care gonna, about the Scottish League except for Scottish people we're going to move Sports, this on here all right? Sky Sports will take away that all, they, they won't yeah, show they would. games yeah, they would but it would be a better league alright lads we're going to move it on and we're going to so. finish up on this so topic alright because I, okay we're going to we're going we're gonna to take it away from Celtic and Rangers because we can obviously see how vicious that rivalry is but another vicious rivalry which had a really strange thing happen last week was Barcelona playing Real Madrid in the Bernabeu last week and Real Madrid cancelling 317 of its own fan season tickets because they sold them on to Barcelona fans. Did you see when Messi scored yeah, that goal? I couldn't How believe How many it. Barca fans were in the Real end in, in the Catalonian colours celebrating it? Hey, would that happen at Ibrox? No, <laughs> no, the police, no would not. The, the police wouldn't let that wouldn't happen. Let it happen. It no, that's very happen. true. But what does that say about football now? That's supposedly one of the most vicious rivalries in football. Allowed that to happen in what yeah. is essentially a tourist. I it, think it, does that kind of stamp it down as a tourist stadium? It's not real re- fans. I was there. The last fact season. that they got away with that. I was oh. there last season. Three hundred seventeen Barcelona. It fans. is one hundred percent a tourist stadium. Yeah, there's one part in the stadium up in the top tier behind yeah. the goal that's where all the Real Madrid fans are yeah. and the rest are all supporters the are, you know yeah. the ones that can afford the tickets I just can't get over 317 people uh, didn't go to the game like you know yeah. and sold their tickets that's a top of the table slash as well which They're now puts the them end. level on points mm. now the pressure's on because Barcelona are, have a better head to head Barcelona are top or Real Madrid have one game in hand but yeah, they're but only they, top by uh, head to head Real Madrid lose that's that's Barcelona are the, in the driving seat because I think they're better head to head. If they lose, but it has to be a loss, can't like a draw. Is yeah, enough. a draw. But is like not again, enough. there's Real Madrid have five games ago, Barcelona and they're, they have, have Valencia, and I think they have Valencia. I think they have Sevilla at home. I check now. They have Valencia next, if I'm correct. Their next Plus, two games are they're very. Difficult. They were away to Deportivo last night, and Deportivo La Coruña are a team that have kind of pulled off a few shocks this year. Yeah, six two. Six two, yeah. six goals against any team away. Barcelona won. No matter seven, who they are. Last night, then. No matter who they yeah, are. It was terrific. Away. So yeah, Madrid have. We go through it now. Celta Vigo away. Another team who've managed to beat Barca. They have Valencia at home. Valencia. But that's home. at home. That's in the Bernabeu again. I don't know. Maybe um, maybe Valencia the season ticket holders. They were losing at night. They could have lost yesterday as well. Valencia. Maybe the season ticket holders will be a little more hesitant to give away their. But then again, the Valencia jerseys. Actually, the Valencia you know jerseys are white, so they the might fact get away. That the with league it. is on the line. Yeah. And they sell so that many of them oh. sold tickets for that. And clash. then they're booing that's Ronaldo crazy. as well. The fa- their fans are booing that's, Ronaldo. That's Spanish football, isn't it? Though. But he sco- yeah. they scored and they were booing. But like. they, do, they, do, they do that all the time. He can score a hat trick and then miss a sitter and they boo him for missing the sitter. Like that's, that's what Morata was saying. Even, it's not even Real Madrid. It's it's Spanish. It's the Spanish fan. Yeah, complex. I know. it's that's greedy. They anyway. always do. yeah, they're just constantly hungry. To be fair, Granada. Like we're giving out about actually. Fabio Barini not having like the. Yeah. the oh the, Jesus! Imagine that <laughs> your head would be on a platter. <laughs> and then he's missed. How many chances has he missed? Like and and, yeah. then, and then Ronaldo misses one and scores the hat trick. The macro journalists be waiting for you outside yeah. <laughs> all night. Nah, they hunt you down to your house. Ah, it's just—it's like a that. toxic club. Like you know the man. Like they're talking about Zidane, Zinedine Zidane getting sacked. You know, that's <laughs> scandalous. And they're in the driving seat to win the La Liga, um, and they're semi-final. They're favourites for the Champions the League rivals. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but the good news for them is Valencia and Sevilla are home. Sevilla which are the two teams that you'd kind of thought might be able to pull a bit of weight against them. Whereas, well, with Barcelona, Barcelona best Spanol in the next two, I think mm. that's a big rivalry. Yeah. Barcelona, yeah, the Catalan Derby, a bit of Real at home. 
That's Palmas away, which is... Yeah, that's an easy one. Ibar at home, sure. Ibar at home. Ibar have been the... Dark Horses of the, the surprise this package of this year. The last Con- two years as Considering well. they were relegated, and then Elche were uh, found to have some financial difficulties and were then replaced, so... Basically, Ibar difficulties. No, financial difficulties. No, they did. Yeah, they uh, they couldn't afford to stay in the league or something like that. They couldn't. They didn't pay off their That's debts, amazing. so then they got relegated for it. And Ibar were let back into the league. I think they've Alavaz's last game, eight. don't they? Hmm? They've Alavaz Alavaz last game and out. Do they? I think Barca. Yeah, I think they do. Um, I think so. Yeah, I'll check. At home, if I'm, I could be cor- incorrect there. Um, it's it's really interesting now, like because if if Real Madrid did hold on for the draw, mm. I think the league's certainly over. It's, and yeah. just to be to the fact that no one has to play Atletico Madrid again, you know, yeah, and nobody wants that's, to play that's always Madrid. the big one. Now, Sevilla at home is not going to be a, like are those Sevilla look like they're they're in f- for that four position. They look like yeah. they're they're fairly they're fairly in there. Um, but it's it's you know, it, like both teams have dropped points surprisingly this season. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona especially, uh, and even Real, uh, Real Madrid after they went on that ridiculous unbeaten run. Um, they, they they started dropping a few dodgy suspect points, so uh, yeah. it's certainly not over yet. But uh, okay. you expect Real Madrid to win and probably get the double. Okay, so one quick mention. We're going to finish up. I'm going to get you to do a quick fire your predictions for for the three leagues yeah. that are still in contention, basically. So you just uh, want I mean, the over team. to France. Well, quickly over to France. We're going to I'm going to just do a quick round of this. We've got League. Oh oh. Monaco are still top. They've got a game in hand. They're level on points with PSG. If they win this game in hand, then no. uh, they, will, last night, they will take it off. Yeah, it was a B team yeah, in the cup. No, I think they really, really want this one. league. But they've got yeah. PSG have four games to go. Monaco have five games to go. Do you think Monaco can hang on after all this time, or do you think they have the potential to bottle this because Precious it's coming right down to the wire? And Champions League um, and the Champions League semi final. Juventus on the way. Uh, I think. Uh, there's there's something special going on with that Monaco team, um, but if if uh, I I gotta go PSG simply to the fact that the pressure is seriously long, <coughs> they know how Monaco to win. Will mess up one of their, I think they could mess up games. just because they have two competitions to be thinking about. Anna. I'm gonna go with Monaco. To, you think they'll do it to clinch the league? And then United will sign off the young players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, La Liga, Barca, Real, Real Madrid, Real Madrid. I just think and the Premier League, Chelsea. Um, I'm. Even if Chelsea, I think Chelsea could drop points the weekend, but I, I still take those last three, four games that they have. All right, folks, that's all we've got time for. We'll be back again next week, which what might be our last ever show. Who knows? We'll keep you guessing, though. Yeah. Who knows? We'll, we'll let you know. If we're time. not back again, I'm really, really sorry, but uh, we'll, we'll keep them guessing. Yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep Well, we're the only ones who listen to this thing anyway, so uh, <laughs> uh, we'll know. Right, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you again next week. Good luck. <laughs>